entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. What's up, everybody? It is Monday night. It is April 3rd, 2023. You are tuned into the drive-in speaker box, the best in movies, reviews, and news, and, and uh, well, whatever else that we decide to talk about from the chat room over here on the, the corner of your screen. But I'm your host, Bo, the boom operator. I'm Slick Doggy the Grip. And we've got another show. We're going to guess, guess what? We're here. We're going to do that thing that we, we do every week. Uh, we just got... You know, we wrapped up with the pre-show over on Twitch. If you guys are tuning in on another platform, be it Spotify, Into the Future, or Facebook Live, or YouTube Live, you can always join us early on Twitch for some of that fun, extra, get-to-know-you fireside chats that we do. So, uh, hey, shout-outs to Tyler jumping in on YouTube over there. Um, yeah, we've got we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. You know, this week um, was not a big, like, I mean, well, it was Dungeons and Dragons came out, but we saw it like two weeks early mm -hmm. and we talked about it and really enjoyed it. It's so for like, there wasn't a whole lot of new releases in theaters for us to check out. Uh, but Jake saw, um, there was like five Indian movies, but instead of watching one of those, thank God, <laughs> no way, man. Hey, actually I got, uh, one of our local Indian restaurants said that they would host our podcast if we want to talk about Indian movies. Here we go. All right, we'll do we'll do special editions. Yeah, Kana Indian six hour said that episodes. They would host us, but uh, I watched instead Spinning Gold. Yeah, the movie about Cas uh, Casablanca Records. Yeah, Casablanca Records and, and and the founder. It's more so about the founder uh, Neil Bogart, and we'll talk more about it later. But I, I I saw it. We had it at a theater here, and it has. All the bands that we talk about on this show, yeah, it does. Uh, it, it it featured uh, Kiss very prominently, so yeah, I was there. I watched that one, and I'll talk to you about that a little later on. So uh, he caught that one, and then I caught up on two films that had just uh, come out on one on uh, VOD and one on Apple Plus TV, whatever they call it. It was the Tetris movie, and I also saw Pinball, the uh, man who saved the game. And uh, two very, you know, video game inspired movies, but not necessarily video game movies. They're they're more historical, um, which I thought was kind of a fun double feature for me that night. And I'm going to be talking about those later in the show as well. But I'm going to I'm going to take my medicine here and uh, we're going to jump into some news. Like what happened over the last week? Well, Vince said he needs reviews for all five Indian movies. I do have plans for later in the week trying to catch at least one of them. If any of them are still in the theater uh, come next weekend, I'll, I'll, I'm going to try and watch one of them too because it, it, several of them had very good trailers. But uh, unfortunately, I work a couple nights a week in addition to my days, uh, so it's hard for me to hit the theater during the week. But I'm, I, I do have plans too. I'd already thought about doing that. Heck yeah, dude! So many things to see, but um, news. But news, yeah. Uh, one of the things, you know, tr in trailer news, let's just—it's not like news, but two dra trailers that tra dropped this week. I mean, obviously the Blue Beetle tra trailer, which just dropped at the beginning of our freaking feed. Um, which was, uh, was that like an hour before? Well, yeah, one or two. I'm hours, just saying, yeah. it's just. Oh, it was on the it ad. Was, yeah, it was on yeah. our ad here at the uh, the Driving Speaker Box Twitch. But, um, hey, you know, what is DC doing? 
I don't know. I mean, I guess they're they're trying to use George Lopez to save themselves. Um, well, and the kid from Cobra Kai seems like a pretty competent choice because he's the right age. Yeah, and he's he's popular is right he? now online. Because how old is he? He's like twenty, twenty one. Jaime Reyes is supposed to be younger, but the the hard part about casting young is like they did in um, Shazam, where they get old <laughs> and then it's like yeah. What happened? Well, in the in the but, I, I forget the kid's name that was in Cobra Kai, but he you know is, is do does martial arts and he you know yeah I know I can't I can't remember just drew a blank. He's an up and comer. About him before. Give yeah. me that up and comer emote over in the Twitch guys. Um, and Tyler over on YouTube he says, did anyone else think that the Blue Beater trailer looked like a TV show? Absolutely, it all is starting to look like TV shows right now. Um, you know it's it's. Spider-Man mixed with Iron Man mixed with like... Spider-Man's already mixed with Iron Man in the MCU because yeah, they right. made him Iron Spider from day one. Ah. Uh, and and this, also speaking of day one, Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle means nothing without Ted Kord Blue Beetle. You need real Blue Beetle for yeah. Jaime Reyes Blue off. Beetle to matter and they're skipping right to what, third or fourth Blue Beetle? Jaime Reyes is like, yeah, fourth, maybe fifth Blue Beetle. Well, um, and they're not even setting up like a Young Justice thing. Because, I mean, Blue Beetle and Young Justice was pretty dope. Um, and they skipped straight to Jaime Reyes, but with not without establishing, you know, frame of reference of how how he got there. Yeah, I mean, Velvet Santa said Bruce Campbell could play Ted Kord. I mean, unless they do like an Ant-Man situation where they're like, oh, by the way, this is uh, the original Blue Beetle, and you'll never get to see anything about him ever. I bet they will. I bet they will. That's and it'll be some dumbass cameo. Um, stupid. I hate that. Yeah, I I agree. I just don't I don't know what DC is trying to do here. Um, I don't know what all these video game or not, uh, comic book company movie things, cinematic universes. Like, let's just pump the brakes on it for a minute. You know, I think we need to we need to we need to slow down. We need to assess and go, do we need all of these comic book movies right now? Like, let's just, yeah, a back off. Sholo Marduena. There you go. Great. Um, I'm, I'm loving that name for me to not pronounce uh, correctly. But thank you. Thank Sholo. You. There you go. <laughs> Sholo. Um, no, don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, you 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 only sh- live once or show only. I don't whatever. Um, oh, yeah. DC is literally throwing everything at the wall. Says Velvet Santa on Twitch. And but is, so is Blue Beetle part of New DC or is this? Oh no, it's gonna be New DC. A final, last DC. I mean, what if they are gonna try and attempt Young Justice? Or is it a mix like a, a John Cena's thing where it's both new and old DC? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know what they think. Uh, I honestly just just stick to watching the animated DC. That's it. Or put yeah. some of those in theaters. They're badass. Um, but also another trailer that dropped, which I don't know. Um, I have really mixed feelings about Wes Anderson, and I I love some of his movies, and I appreciate. Hey Zimmerhammer, thanks for the sub over on Twitch, man. Um, I love some of his movies. A lot of his movies. But he is, it's just the sameness, and it's getting to be a bigger version of the sameness. And his new trailer for um, uh, uh, Asteroid City dropped this week, and, and, it, and it just, it, I, I'm gonna see it. It looks cool, it looks fun, but it looks like a bunch of A list celebrities that are always in his movies playing like 
wooden doll versions of 1950s, like, you know, pasteled, composed postcard shots, which is what he does, and he does it so well. But I just, I, I want him to do something a little bit different, and I, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I'll let you watch that one. I, I don't watch Westerners in movies. What? No one hates me for that. Eh, they're too... I don't know. You didn't like Isle of Dogs? I never watched it. You would love you it. You reviewed it on the show. You would you would love it. Maybe. No, not a maybe. I don't know. Guaranteed. I don't like, dude, I don't like Wes Anderson. He's like pop art bubblegum type stuff. And it's, you would love Isle of Dogs. And you would probably also love Fantastic Mr. Fox. And you would probably one. like Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, yeah, that one I might. You would probably that like one has Rushmore. Maggie Smith, right? Yeah. And uh, 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 Voldemort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Rushmore, of course, classic. You'd love Rushmore. I've seen it. See, you've seen that. It's good. I mean, I have to watch them to know that I don't like them. No. Um, uh, I mean, they're all pretty good. Velvet Santa says Congo also looks good on paper. Well, you know what? Congo is good. <laughs> Congo, good. Oh my God. You ever see that movie? Yes. Congo's sick. Congo is is actually a pretty good movie. Um, but Wes Anderson, I don't know. Like, I feel like. How many times can you do the same thing with the same people? With I didn't see a single one of the uh, um, uh, of the Owens in it, though. Uh, well, I mean, it's literally everyone else, uh, and they'll probably be in there in some capacity. Um, it just pops in. Wow! Let me go on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and a- he's the alien in the movie. He comes down and goes. Wow, Earth. Wilson. Yeah, like uh, so. So uh, Owen, uh, Owen Wilson comes Luke. in. He comes in. and He goes, "Wow!" And then Luke goes, "Huh?" And then they're just like, "You get both their catchphrases." <laughs> and then they yeah. beam off. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna see it, but I, I just I don't know, man. I, I I I. It's just weird. It's just it's just it's it's comfort food at this point. I, I don't know. I love Wes Anderson, but. Just wish it was something different. I know that one of our uh, viewers and uh, uh, Discord members, Dina, got very excited about it. About Asteroid City? Yeah. Take me down to the Asteroid City where the script is bland and the colors are pretty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, uh, what Did you have any other, other news there? That you yeah, man. Uh, so not exactly mo- movie related, but it is a uh, breeding ground for giant stars. Um, and it's important to entertainment in general. Uh, it was announced same time as WrestleMania's happenings this past weekend that WWE is looking like it's going to be bought by the Endeavor Group, which is the parent mm-hmm. company of UFC. And they will be combining WWE and UFC into a single publicly traded combat sports company. What does that even mean? It means that wrestling and UFC will be one and the same. Same company, same everything. But is that, that seems like a really bad idea. Maybe so, but that's what's going to happen. Um, also, did you see the ad for uh, this thing that uh, Matthew McConaughey is hosting in two weeks? Like a, uh, it's a feel good seminar thing that's free to attend online, like a virtual seminar, but it's limited seating. And it's like him and Tony Robbins and a couple other and Tony Robbins motivational speakers just like telling you that COVID was hard, but you got it. And now we know you might have not gotten vaxxed, but and know. it's called Art of Living, no G, just like we say, it, Art of Living, L I V I N apostrophe. There is, yeah, oh. 
but yeah all right we know you're gonna get alive you're gonna mm-hmm. take a chance on life you're gonna uh just don't be sitting there in your chair you got to get up and uh seize the day yeah something like that but if you love mcconaughey right now register man everybody's favorite greasy angel uh takes place on the 24th at 11 central okay um so it's in the middle of the day uh earlier uh elsewhere but still uh middle of the week middle of the day so those people that don't have anything to do during the day get hyped up you can watch mcconaughey and tony robbins and the football player tell you that you can do it uh but talking about wrestling you see that the rock um announced that there is going to be a moana live action remake already this is real and bob Iger shared it uh the rock posted it from hawaii and uh bob Iger shared it and as so where are we dwayne johnson and the, and the girl that did the uh the main character's voice that's a name that i'm not gonna try and do uh ali <laughs> i think um they are both going to be back in the live action version why do we whether even do go- animated stuff whether like if they're we're just gonna to cast play, the same fucking people well whether and... they're going to play their characters or not is not been uh. said but they'll be in it at least somewhere. Well, it I mean, might be like in the Uncharted movie where you have the voice of Nathan Drake on the beach and he goes, hey, and you're like, hey, that was Nathan Drake for real. And then you get back to having Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. You're like, I hate this. I hate everything about um, this. That reminds me of the news that, that um, what God, my brain just went completely blank. Um the movie where it's the he fights the ex-boyfriends. No, yeah, he's Scott the, Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, yeah, Scott Pilgrim. There is a new animated featuring the voices of the people that were in the live action, mm-hmm. and I think that's okay. I don't like going the other if way. They can voice act because acting and voice acting are, are very, very different. Di- different, yeah. yeah. But in our modern world, uh, just look at the Mario Brother movie. You know, they're like, uh, well, let's see. How did you find your Mario? And he goes, uh, it's just me doing me voices. Yeah, but last um, week, and I think I said something about it, but uh, there was an article where they had Chris Pratt and he can do like a pretty good Mario voice. And they're like, yeah, yeah, don't do that. So it's like that's how he got the role, but they're like, now don't do that. Well, they don't want us because it's harder to sell as, oh, well, this is a guy you know, and this is a, you know, actors and actresses that you know being these characters that you think you know, and we're just going to double whammy sell you this stuff because you're paying for celebrity and not for quality performances. Um, I, I just have a, a really, a really hard time with that shit. Um, yeah. Let's see. Vince says the Twitch comments aren't coming up on your screen. That's true. But YouTube and Facebook are. Hmm. That is very odd. Um, Let me... Jake says things. Yeah, well, I'm almost out of news, so that's some bad timing there. Uh, The only other bit of news that I really had is that they announced that uh, Indiana Jones 5 will make its debut at Cannes. Uh, and I, I guess they're going to do some sort of Harrison Ford tribute featurette type thing. Um, I just hope that when they show this, that Harrison Ford is just the grumpiest dude in the world and hates every part of uh, people being like, man, Harrison Ford's cool. And then he just hates every bit of it. 
Harrison Ford Harrison Ford hates everything. He does. He really does. Um you ever see that skit on SNL with a uh, old dude, the guy that plays Barry? Uh the Barry dude? Yeah. That's his name. He uh he does like this old man on the news deal. That's Harrison Ford. Just the grumpiest character ever. You got to keep saying stuff. Oh man. Why? Why did we have to run out of things? Uh, I never run a stuff. Well, I mean, there's only so much that happened in the movies this last week, right? I'm doing technical support right Bill now. Bill Hader. There we go. Thanks, Johnny Dalton. Helping out. Figuring it out for me. Uh, Ridley Scott's Napoleon got a release date. That's a thing. And it's starring Joaquin Phoenix. Is he Napoleon? That's he's seems like he's way too big to be Napoleon. We fixed it. I fixed it. <laughs> okay, there we go. All right, Twitch comments are coming back. I started sweating there for a little. Look at this glistening forehead, like stressing out over technical support. It, it, uh, I'm gonna have to have some alert now. Um, have to. I do. It's gotta gotta calm the nerves. You know, it's a lot of pressure. When technical things happen, and how much, how much do they pay? Who, Jepsons? Yeah, the fine Jepsons people dis- at the fine Jepsons Chicago. At Jepsons Malort, uh, produced and bottled by CH Distillery, Chicago, Illinois. I'm actually going to visit the distillery this week. I bet you are. I want to do a barrel pick of Jepsons bourbon, and have my own uh, have my own private label Jepsons bourbon. Um, We'll see. We'll see how how that plays out next week on the drive-in speaker box. Um, yeah, there we go. Um, all right. Now that we're, we're we're let's see. Vince on Twitch says, "You guys missed my seminar comment. I love I, I love my audience. They keep getting older, but I'm still charging the same price." Well, it's free. It's it's totally free. So if you want to get advice from McConaughey and um, others totally free you're done okay well it's time for us to talk about movies that are coming out in theaters this weekend because new releases always come out uh every week and this week is kind of a weird week because april 5th which is a wednesday i believe if i'm Mm -hmm. not mistaken today's the third wednesday they are releasing the super mario brothers movie to get extra dollars they, they want that bigger look at this opening weekend that we added two and two and a half days to um that is coming out that's coming out this weekend you can check it out um honestly i'm as far as video game movies are concerned i think the two that i watched this week are probably going to be better than this one i don't have high hopes for the super mario brothers movie um just because yeah as velvet santa said on twitch captain lou captain lou albano is 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 my super mario one old uh, 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 Martinette's mine, so. There you go. And it's not, neither of them are in this movie. Uh, but also coming out in a little bit more of an expanded release, Air, uh, which is, uh, that, that was playing here, I want to say, at our Malco, um, I believe. I didn't see it listed. I thought I thought it was just like a, a, a small, 
early release. But it, it follows the history of a shoe salesman, uh, how he led Nike through the uh, pursuit of greatness in the uh, history of uh, Michael Jordan's shoes, the the Air Jordans. So that one's coming out. And then uh, also coming out this week, uh, the, the Pope's Exorcist, which looks terrible. Um, it's Russell Crowe in a movie that he's in and uh you can check that out and it's just like exorcism 101 the movie but this time the the exorcist gets possessed and what would happen if and i don't know it you know and here's the thing is generally biblical horror movies creep me out the most um because people really believe in that shit uh, and that's kind of weird, but uh, this movie doesn't look interesting at all. But <laughs> Thanks, the uh, another movie coming, uh, I think, straight to streaming. I can't remember what platform is the uh, Owen Wilson film where he's he's Bob Ross, but not. It's supposed to be in theaters. Is it supposed to be in theaters? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I, think it's I thought it was going to be. be one of those streaming only. It's called Paint, and um, it's it's Owen Wilson is not Bob Ross. He's playing a character named Carl Nargle. And who's uh, Vermont's number one public television painter? Um, you know, and 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 it's a comedy, obviously uh, written and directed by Britt Brit McAdams, and it looks it looks very Owen Wilsony. It looks funny. I mean, it's Owen Wilson doing Owen, what what Owen Wilson does best, and um, I mean that one looks good to me. It does. I I would much rather watch that one than the ex popercist. <laughs> the ex Tyler popercist. Yeah. Um, I mean, the trailer for the Pope's Exorcist looks so dumb, uh, and it's just overly complicated because it's like there's a possession, and they bring in like the the exorcist until it is like the Pope's special exorcist, and then they're like, "Oh, we were just doing this to trap you because we want to take you," and then like the Pope is like weird handing his face and stuff. It, it, it's why. Because horror sells, and it's easy, it's cheap, and, you know, people will go see it. They'll spend, like, $15 million on this movie. It'll make 40 and they'll go, we did it. It just seems like uh, SNL did a skit better, like, a, a couple weeks ago with Jenna Ortega on there, where she was, like, possessed, and then the upstairs neighbor came down and was like, no, no, ain't happening in my apartment building. I'm trying to sleep. Uh, y'all are going to stop this <laughs> right now. <laughs> Like it, it's pretty funny. Uh, I think it's like the, basically the same plot, and they did it a little bit better. Dude, Vince, I used to be an SNL diehard man. Like uh, original Saturday Night Live. Uh, you watch way more than I do. I haven't watched. I have not watched an episode of SNL. I had like a cassette of Dan you. Aykroyd's best, and and like the Steve Martin's favorite best Dan Aykroyd and, character on SNL. Dude, two wild and crazy guys, bro. Okay, that. Mine was the uh, uh, the guy that put the fish, the bassomatic guy. No, well the, the 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 guy that sold the the terrible toys to kids. Yeah, the Halloween costumes. Yeah, <laughs> where like, it's like, bag of glass. Yeah, yeah you know. Those. Yeah, he's like it's all black costume. They you know, walk yeah. in the streets, can't see him. It's yeah. Invisible Man. Yeah, uh, that one's the best. Good, okay, that one's character. pretty good. Um, yeah, so I like stuff like that. I liked uh, when Eddie Murphy and everyone was on there, like '90s uh, with uh, Sandler and and. Uh, uh, Farley and, and Spade. Spade. Yeah. You know what's weird is I feel like there was a period of time where I thought David Spade was the lamest person on the planet. Dude, he's so funny. And now when I see modern David Spade, I'm like, that dude's hilarious. And Dude, his stand-up is really funny. 
Yeah, I'm like, wow, what? Why? Why did I think that David Spade sucked? That's yeah, like uh, Norm Macdonald and Kevin Nealon are both really funny to me. Yeah, what? Yeah. what? David Spade's hilarious, and it's probably just because you watch the movies, man. Maybe he's, that, maybe that's what it was. His stand up and like his skits are really good. Man, yeah. I was like, dang, he's very, very funny guy. Yeah, and um, I liked the uh, the Will Ferrell era. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I didn't watch a lot of that era, but that's good. Um. Velvet Santa says David Spade has a really good podcast with Dana Carvey. Um, okay, I Both did not of those know guys that. Are very, oh yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. Well, and I think it was watching Dana Carvey movies. You don't realize how funny David Dana Carvey actually is because then you see you see things like Master of Disguise, and you're like, okay, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> he watch. made that for his kids. Yeah, but you know, I mean, look at what it did. Look at the the lasting legacy. Um, if you watch Wayne's World for Garth, Garth is the funniest part of those into- those movies for sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, but anyway, that's what's coming out in theaters this week. You can check those out in your local theaters. Check your local listings. Sometimes, depending on where you are, you'll get different things. I mean, we 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 get a lot more uh, limited release movies than I think we have any any business having, which I, I makes our show better. So we're we're thankful for it. Just, yeah, be happy that they're here. Yeah, uh, I was I was just like in Dallas last weekend looking at movie listings, and they didn't get half the crap we get. And but you know, of course, it's just nothing but cheesecake factories and Chewies out there. So. Uh, Turns out we're getting both of them. We're not getting a Cheesecake Factory. That yep. was just an internet meme. Uh, that was an April Fool's prank. I see. But also, that, that restaurant's terrible. Uh, let's see. What else do we got going on? Well, let's just jump into some movie reviews. Um, let's start with... Uh, with Well, I'll do one. Mm-hmm. And then you'll do one. Okay. And then I'll do one. And then uh, we'll, you'll do the and, box office. Back, back and, and forth. forth. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say one review, then you say one review. Um, I'll start with Pinball, the man who saved the game. Um, this this movie, uh, you know, again, very, very small. Forever. Can you see it? Here, put it, put it on the upper it? cam. That one's a little more white balanced. <laughs> you got to back off. Let it focus. Pull it back. There it is. There it is. Forever. Back and forth. Forever. Forever. Um, if you know. Uh, Tyler on YouTube said D&D was a lot of fun, by the way. We told you. It was a really great time. Um, <laughs> I predict both second review is two minutes. We shall see. I'm going uh, we, we, to try and give ten minutes per. Um, that, that Well, eight minutes per. Anyway, Pinball, The Man Who Saved the Game, is uh, written and directed by Austin Bragg and Meredith Bragg. It does involve... Uh, and, man, I was making a point to bring the book. I actually have the book. The, the guy that's in this movie is making in the movie. I didn't realize it, but I have the book on the shelf, and I could have brought it as a visual aid. Because that book is like now selling on eBay for like four and five hundred dollars. I couldn't even believe it. Um, anyway, it is it is about this guy. Um, his name is Roger Sharp, and Roger Sharp was this uh, journalist. Uh, he worked in publications and marketing, but he was a big pinball fan. And what a lot of people, what, what his claim to fame was was um, back in the 70s, uh, and, and what a lot of people don't realize, and this is something that you know is very near and dear to my heart because pinball is, is, is a part of how I make a living, um, was illegal for many, many years in many, many cities, including Chicago, where most all of pinball in the world was made. And 
It was mostly associated with mob activity and money laundering and gambling. And so in New York, it was banned. In L.A., it was banned. Like that movie Licorice Pizza took place around the time where they lifted the ban. Like what happened in this movie was what affected what happened in Licorice Pizza. Like this was, you know, people don't realize the interesting history that pinball has because it's not a freaking kid's game. It never has been. So please stop asking me to bring your kids to Pinpoint um, because it's not for kids. Anyway, so this guy, he kind of got involved through trying to publish this book because he fell in love with pinball and he worked for GQ and uh, he was writing articles for GQ then started trying to publish this book about pinball and all the different people that created pinball and then just realized like how unfair it was that this was just outlawed in so many in so many um places and then it kind of goes into the history of mayor laguardia in new york who kind of had this whole thing about banning pinball and uh you know uh, just unfairly because he just needed to win in the city and blah 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 and, and it covers a lot of really interesting history and it's not really the movie's not necessarily about pinball. It's about the relationship that this guy has trying to overcome this weird piece of legislation that no one really knew about and even less people were, uh, uh, you know, invested in what it really meant. And so he fights this and it's a very famous, um, you know, it goes to federal, you know, or Supreme Court, something or another where he plays pinball in front of these people and proves that it is a game of skill and not a game of chance, which is what so many of these bands were based on. Well, and, if you're not good at it, it's definitely a game of chance. Well, and, but that's the thing is you can get good at it and can be better in it and, and get skilled at it. But uh, but it, it surprised me at how well made this movie was for being kind of a lower budget independent film. Um, you know, Dennis, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Dennis Butsikaris. You've seen him in some stuff. He's like this older guy, always plays that guy. Uh, he was kind of the narrator, the older version of, of, of Roger Sharp, who is still alive and, you know, worked, helped worked and pro- was executive producer on this movie. And, and I just found this movie a lot more engaging and entertaining for not just a person that would be a pinball fan, but, but, but anybody, it was really about this guy's relationship with this, this, um, this, this, this love interest that he was finding and starting new and, and finding passion in a, in a weird quirky way. Um, and, and pinball just this weird history that nobody knows about. And I think more people need to see this because it is a really interesting piece of Americana because pinball is exclusively American. It's not one of these things like the next movie I'm going to talk about after Jake reviews one where Tetris, where it's kind of like, you know, a Russian, Russian importer, invasion. Yeah. And then, and then, and, you know, with a Japanese company where like, you know, video games, all Japan, 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 Japan. Well, pinball is like Chicago AF. Like it is America. And, um, but because of, of laws and legislations banning it in so many places, it got swept under the rug and the kind of like American pride behind this game died because it was illegal in so many places. And um, really interesting. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, great performances by a lot of, um, you know, people you don't see very often, which is kind of nice that it didn't have just this monster star power. There were a cool, a couple of, you know, bit characters here and there from people you've seen all the time, like Michael Kostroff, who always plays the same angry butthole um he was in it and um you know vince said over on twitch he goes yep i'm not super into the pinball world but i know it's chicago af because this is where you know 
where it originated, like um, Williams Pinball and, and Bally and Stern, like they were all from Chicago. Anyway, I recommend this movie. I think it's a it's a fun watch. You don't have to be a fan. It's not very video game centric. It's not even very pinball centric. It's just a very interesting story about something that happened in time, and they they did a pretty good job with it. So. Um, has it been adopted internationally at all? Asks Zimmerhammer on Twitch. Uh, yes and no. Like, pinball is big in Europe, and it is, you know, in Japan, pachinko is kind of the thing there. Yeah, but Sega makes a lot of pinball machines, or they... They, they did. did. They, yeah. they, they, got, they got their hand in it a little bit, but it was mostly all in the United States. And they're all, they're, they're very, you know, hard to make, and, 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 and very complex machines, and shipping them is, they're big and they're heavy, so freighting them is, is not really uh, uh, as economically viable uh, as a vending machine or an arcade unit would be um but you know they're starting to get bigger they're you know the first non-american pinball company um is not even that old it's in the past like decade um and it's dutch but there's been a couple that was like an italian pinball company i think it was zachariah they made a couple i'm not going to bore you with the history of pinball but um but i'm again it's predominantly united states so anyway uh pinball the man who saved the game pretty interesting watch i dug it if you if it comes on streaming, I, I don't know if I would pay the twelve ninety nine to watch it on Amazon, but if it hits a streaming service, definitely watch it. So there you go. All right, Jake, you're up. Well, yeah. Hey, keeping that whole popular in the seventies theme going, uh, you know, I watched Spinning Gold, the uh, the the tale of uh, the the music biopic of Neil Bogart. Um, and his founding at creation and, and trials of uh, Casablanca Records, uh, with the caveat, as told by his family. Okay. Right? Yeah. So it was uh, directed, second unit directed, written, produced by his family uh, and some others, but uh, a member of his family was involved in every bit of like the big part of it. And there was people with the name Bogart showing up in the cast and things like that too. Uh, and now they do open this movie with uh, a scene where he runs into uh, a uh, a black church with a choir singing and he opens up a briefcase with money and starts handing it to the uh, the preacher or the, or, or the choir leader uh, and he's and then he's singing with him and dancing and everyone's just super into it and then it cuts to the the way the format that they're going to tell the story which is him in his office telling the story of himself and the record company that's weird because that's exactly how pinball uh, the pinball movie went really? it was the older version of himself there telling the story of himself yeah so that's uh, that's exactly how it frames it and he goes that's not exactly how it happened that's how people tell the story but they weren't in there singing when I showed up it wasn't like that I didn't really dance and sing with them but I could have you know and he's like here's how it really happened but he goes the story I'm about to tell you every part of it's true even the parts that aren't uh, and that kind of frames this entire movie because just like every other music biopic uh, that's ever been made wildly untruthful right yes. uh there are some true ish events and and people and things in there but for the most part they combine people uh there is uh, a lot of anachronisms uh where things don't exactly line up the way they were supposed to and and unfortunately in this uh they to generate some drama for the movie 
uh, because they kind of, they're like, yeah, my dad like slept around and had two families and, and was like a coke addict or whatever, but whatever, dude, you know, so to, to generate the drama since they act like that's just sex, drugs, and rock and roll, what they did is they, they made it seem when they got to Donna Summer and, and focused on her quite a bit. Um, it was Giorgio Moroder yes. in there. Yeah. Okay, all right. So when, But when they get to Donna Summer and her work with Giorgio Moroder, yes. they act as if it's unsuccessful for like two years before they realize how to market. That it's a um, masterpiece. Market her, but, but that's not how it happened. So, but the movie opens up with Kiss. And it's, yeah. it's Neil Bogart. Detroit uh, Rock City? No, he, he has Kiss play the launch Love of Gun. Casablanca oh, Records. Later. It, mean, it's them playing the launch party of Casablanca Records and everyone just being like, these these guys suck, it'll never work, the pyrotechnics just ruin the whole party. And he's like, but I could see it. And so the whole movie is about how he can envision people stardom, be it Kiss, be it Donna Summer. He can see where Parliament Funkadelic is headed. And, and you get to see his experiences with people like them and Gladys Knight and the Isley Brothers. Uh, you don't get to see things like the Four Tops or or his time with like Captain and Tennille or um, uh, some of the others like that. But you, but you do get to see a lot of the the big ones and the ones that uh, Casablanca helped launch and like Kiss helped them launch and they helped Kiss launch. So you do get a lot of focus on Kiss. Same thing with Donna Summer where they got like some of their biggest success and things like that. Um, and it did have like some some pretty good. Uh, actors in here. Uh, the main guy is played by Jeremy Jordan. He's in um, a lot of DC stuff, TV mm-hmm. shows. He's in Supergirl and Flash and everything I like that. I saw that Michael Ian Black was listed in the credits. And he plays Kiss manager him. Bill Aquino. Oh, yes. Yeah, so he, he plays Kiss's manager. Uh, and, and I met him once. He's a really hilarious dude really? and a really nice guy. So, well, uh, unlike that, in the movie, they kind of make him a goof, and they make Gene and Paul total buttholes. I'm like, they nailed it. Yeah, but now, I was about to say, this seems, seems accurate. Going into this, this movie, it's not like a visual masterpiece. Don't expect that. But what it is is it's auditory, and, and it's very good at the music because that's kind of the whole point of it. Um, all of the actors that they have in place that do singing and dancing and stuff are the ones doing it. So like the guys they cast as Gene and Paul. And, so is it a musical? Peter, Would it's you... kind of. Okay. There's some musical numbers in it. It's it's kind of, it's very much like it was meant to be a stage play and got turned to a movie. It feels like a stage play. Well, that's not a good selling point for no, me. No, I but... know it's not, but it, hear me out, Okay. The guys that like play Kiss could have been extra lame. So instead, we made it kind of lame. The guys that play Kiss don't look anything like Kiss, but they're the real ones singing. Every actor they have is the one. So they're okay. Singing. Okay. Okay. So like the 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 girl that plays Donna Summer doesn't look anything like her. They have Wiz Khalifa as George Clinton, but you can put a big enough wig on someone and make them look like George Clinton. Right? I, okay. I'm kind of I'm I'm sold on Wiz Khalifa as George Clinton. And, and Jason Derulo plays Ron Isley and. Um, this guy uh, named, that's also kind of cool yeah this guy named like pink sweats is that what his name is yeah, yes all yeah. right he does bill, bill withers. withers and so the thing is all of them are singing the the parts and the and kiss's makeup is never right because clearly they didn't have the rights to it and part of it might be they had these people singing the song so that they could like skirt right copyright things or, or something like that but but they all do a really really good job Okay. And at the Sounds end fine. of it, they have like a song that's an amalgamation of all of the stars that you've seen with them. A it's, super group. Yeah, it's like Donna Summer, and it has like Kiss lyrics, and it has uh, Marauder beats, and and it has like uh, Bill Withers, like 
being Bill Withers. Smooth. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's all there, and it's pretty good. Uh, it has terrible green screen effects through it. Every now and then they just do this slow motion lighter thing way too often. And there's one part there's a concert and they they start with a, with someone on stage and they zoom out and you see the whole big CGI audience and then when they cut back to it what they do to take up runtime and make the scene a little longer they like zoom in a little bit more but you can tell it's just the scene they did played in reverse oh, so no it, it was clearly a, a a lower budget film but i liked it man i had a fun time and you you despite the fact that much of it is is not the way it really was like Donna Summer when when her and Giorgio Moroder made a song it was an instant like hit and Neil Bogart's part in this I mean I now because I'm thinking about I feel love I'm probably going to listen to that like well it's, so the so the song home. is is love to love you baby right yeah. and the whole thing is love to love you baby yeah so they have it where he listens Ooh, to it in his stu- in his office you, and he's like yo this is this is it we need to make this happen and then it's like unsuccessful for two years and Giorgio Moroder like gives up on it but he's like no here's the deal because he plays it at a party later on he's like it's not long enough for people to enjoy themselves you know we need to make the song longer uh but really what happened is they uh, released it and then neil bogart played it at his party he's like hey let's make the song 20 minutes long so they made it 16 minutes long let's not get in just tr- just like two seconds <laughs> that's all we needed but the the, the 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 thing you do get to see is that they do create stars and, and they do end up having success with bands like like uh kiss and and donna summer and and they they snake bands like the Isley Brothers from Motown. You don't get to see where like they lost four tops to Motown or anything like that. Um, but it's an interesting it's an interesting movie and and, and it's enjoyable and the, and the music's done well and uh, all of the actors that sing the songs do do a good job. So if if you like music uh, or entertainment or history lessons that don't have to be a hundred percent true. Everyone loved Bohemian Rhapsody. This is better than that. I like how all the movies that we're talking about tonight are like history lessons that aren't exactly true. Yeah. Which is uh, kind of crazy. This is better than Bohemian Rhapsody. It's not as good as like The Doors, you know. Uh, but it's it's probably one of the better music biopics uh, that I've seen uh, as far as um, enjoyability goes, I think. Okay, okay. Okay. So uh, I I liked it. it. It was a good time. Uh, and as someone who's a fan of pretty much everyone they brought in there, you know, like how many times have you heard me listen to Parliament or or like Isley Brothers or Kiss? I mean, we've been to Kiss concerts together. Like this is the kind of music that I like. All of the artists that they focus on are the people that I listen to on a regular, if not daily basis. Uh, and even though I could pick out the things that weren't true, uh, and and all that, it didn't bother me enough to uh, to bring me out of the movie, and I had a good time with it. And seeing the character like Giorgio Moroder put on screen, he was played by uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, like a comedian, you know. Mm-hmm. But he, he didn't he didn't like chuck it up or anything, you know. And there's a lot of SNL um, alumni in there too. You have Jay Farrow and uh, Chris Red uh, and, and things like that that they're in it, that are in it. It was good, man. I'm uh, if you get a chance to watch it, uh, I recommend it. Well, right on. Well, uh, it is currently playing in theaters right here in Northwest Arkansas. I think it's playing in our Malco. If you're in our uh, listening area, our zip code, I know a lot of you guys are listening 
uh, or watching somewhere else, but you can check it out. It is in, in an expanded, a limited slash expanded release. Um, <clears throat> so you can check that out there. Um, let's see. Any comments that we need to see? I, I made mention of Bohemian Rhapsody, and there's two different sides to it here. Oh, two people. Yeah, there's some people love it. Some people hate it. You can you can jump in our Twitch and be a part of that chat. This is another a great time for a shameless plug. If you are you, listening to this on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, you can participate live. There's a, there's a chat here, and you can you can watch us. You can see what we look like. You can just follow us on Twitch, or our Facebook, or our YouTube. Uh, just go to the driving speaker or driving Like that's that's all you got to do. And there's lots of little options you can click on and and, and like and subscribe. So. There you go. Vince, even though you feel like you're not the only one in NWA, man, you are. You're right here. Yeah, you're, you're with us all here in NWA, and that's not true. I mean, uh, I mean, if we're just gonna do a little roll call, I know Movie Albert and over on Twitch, he is he is not here in NWA. A furious apology. That's Australia. Uh, some of our some of our longtime listeners, uh, uh, Velvet Santa is not in he Arkansas, but not NWA. So don't feel left out. It's okay. We're 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 global, baby. Um, all right. Well, anyway, let's talk about Tetris because we've still got some time here, and we're gonna review this one. Um, when I heard that this was gonna be a movie, I was a little skeptical. Um, but but wow, did it kind of deliver? You know, you think, oh, how are they gonna make a movie about Tetris? But not realizing, even though that I knew when I was like a young person playing Tetris, there was all these different versions of Tetris, right? And I never really thought about that. Uh, Nintendo had a version, you know, and then there was like different licenses and different whatevers of Tetris. And, um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of games like that. It was either this, you know, Pac-Man is Pac-Man on all things. Tetris was, was always a little oddball. And this is kind of the story about why. And uh, the only complaints I really have about this movie is some of the video game tonality that they try to take with this movie. Like, I didn't need to hear do, 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 like the whole movie. Like, if you just pepper it in a little bit. But they remix that Tetris theme like a thousand times in in this whole movie. And it was a little, got a little awkward there. But this movie starts off very kind of over the top, very like happy-go-lucky exciting, which if you know anything about the story of Tetris, this is kind of a dark tale. Um, Tetris, again, this game that managed to somehow become exported and get whisked through un- underneath the Iron Curtain, um, which was, you know, not not very common. It never happened, and Tetris was kind of the first. You know, and at the end of the movie, they try to, like, go, well, Tetris is part of the reason that the Iron Curtain fell. And it's like, no, <laughs> let's let's back up a little Yeah, because bit. there was all the players, and they were lining up the bricks, and then it went, yeah, doo-doo-doo. and it boom. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's, uh, as Velvet Santa on Twitch just said, the gaming historian made a great documentary about, about Tetris, and and there is a there is a really interesting story to be told here and you know it is very much a story about industrial espionage this is not a video game movie at all they th- you, they throw things at you like they do some pixelated scenes and things like this to make you rem- remind you of Tetris and video games but honestly if they had taken all of this out that would have been a this is a very serious movie about cloak and dagger you know cold war industrial espionage and a lot of this I went back and I, I did some digging because I knew that the Tetris thing was a kind of a weird rocky you know um, uh, story 
I had no idea how accurate this movie actually was. I mean, there was some stuff that they did leave out, like people getting beaten to death and people mysteriously disappearing. And uh, they did cover one guy's just mysterious death in the end credits where they were like, this is what, here's a picture of the real person and this is what happened. But you have, you know, Taron Edgerton like playing uh, Hank Rogers, who is the guy that just kind of stumbled upon this game and just you know, Honey Badger don't care, just grabbed onto this and was like not going to let it go. And he had this tiny little startup um, software company in Japan with his wife. And it was him wrestling with some of the titans of the industry, landing this deal, becoming friends with the creator of Tetris, uh, Alexei uh, Pejitnov, who they they have been lifelong friends and they're both still alive, I believe. some of the people in the movie are not still alive, uh, which was an interesting um, a little story plot twist. But, you know, it's, the, it's, it's a story of, like, how hard sometimes things that we don't really realize to us, it's like, well, this is fun. Tetris is fun. And you don't realize that it was this close of having a blood-soaked, like, history of violence, greed, and, you know, inter- international, like, uh, 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 just espionage. It's crazy. And they, of course, ham some stuff up. Like, there's a big car chase that I read that never happened. You know, it's like trying to escape Russia on a flight. And they're like, nah, it was actually a pretty uneventful flight. But they, like, ham it up for TV. But they, they were like, a lot of this stuff is intense, you know, getting beaten up and thrown in an interrogation room by KGB officers and he's like that all happened that's like some real stuff like people's family were threatened and disappeared um you know because of because of this video game and um you know it is is now known as one of the world's most successful uh video games ever you know there's new versions and all of this and they turn it into kind of a really engaging story you don't need to know anything about games you don't need to know anything about Tetris specifically um and as Vince said, you know, they killed a lot of people and made it look like murder-suicide. And, and they put their bodies together. Like, and like little blocks. Um, and then hope that if they lined them all up, they'd just disappear. Um, you know, they kind of leave a little bit of that stuff out. But they do allude to it. And that was one of the things, like, I was speaking with in, in our Discord, with um, which you can join, uh, with one of our viewers, Vince. And he was like, yeah, I just couldn't get into it at the beginning. I was like, well, go back wait till the end because it does get serious and and that's I, I agree I, like I didn't like the tone of the first the first act of the movie was too happy and too Nintendo um, but you once you kind of get that out of the way and realize like once he goes to the USSR all that fun goes out the door and it's him almost losing his family it's him you know being kidnapped it's this guy who created this uh, game to give away for free like being afraid for his life and his dad got murdered because of you know it's like a lot of crazy stuff that you're like Tetris for real though and yeah dude the world's an insane place um, and and I love stories like this because you know when you think about like conspiracy theory and all these tin foil hat wearing people go well, the government, blah, blah. You go, shut up, crazy. Here's an example of some of that crazy being reality, you know? And and if you think that people are willing to go through this many links to acquire rights to a game where blocks stack on each other, 
which means nothing in the 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 the, the global s- spectrum of things. Just imagine all the shit that really happens. Um, so yeah, it's kind of thought provoking in that way, or maybe it's just me because you know I don't I don't trust no government. Um, but anyway, Tetris, it's on Apple Plus. Unfortunately, I'm sorry for all of you guys um, that don't have Apple Plus. I don't have Apple Plus, but I was sent a screener. And uh, if you have Xbox Game Pass, uh, you can get Peacock and Apple Plus for a couple of months for free as one of your perks. Does it, does it auto renew, though? I don't know how that how that works. I hate those. We're like, try it free for like four and a half weeks. But when it's over, we're going to bill you seventy nine ninety five, and we ain't going to well, say it's like, nothing. It's, it's three months. So okay. just long enough for you to forget that you're paying. You're about to pay for it. Mm. Yeah. Like I hate, I tried the YouTube, what is it, YouTube Live to get like live TV. Um, oh yeah. And I tried it for a little while. And it's like try it for seven days for free, and then it's seventy nine ninety nine. And then I canceled it this week before it renewed again. And they're like, "Are you sure? We'll give you HD for free for three weeks." I'm like, "Nope, nope, don't want it." Um. But anyway, Vince over on Twitch says Apple Plus is a great service for a cheap price, and I hate that hate Apple as a company. So do I. Yeah, we do too. But uh, a lot of movies are being made on and some good series. Apple, yeah, you know. So anyway, Tetris the movie it's out. You can check it out. Um, I honestly I think that that movie could have survived in theaters. Hmm. I really do. Um, it was well made. There were a few wonky green screen shots, predominantly of them like driving through Russian streets, and it kind yeah. of felt a little weird. That's like the um, one I watched. There's yeah. a weird one where they're at the horse track, and you can tell that they're not really outside. Mm. Every outside shot you could tell was a sound studio shot, but. Well, there you go. Well, all right. Well, lots of historical um, drama uh, comedies that we, we we reviewed tonight. Kind of odd the theme of the the, the evening. But now it's time to talk about box office. Uh, we've got uh, about five minutes left in the show. We like to use the last bit of the show to tell you the box office roundup for the last week. This last week was March 31st through April 2nd, 2023. And we give you domestic numbers only because these are the numbers that studios look at mostly when they're determining what gets green light, what gets a sequel, what is quote unquote successful. Even if it makes money overseas, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a success here in the States. So, um, yeah, we're going to go through the top ten, move it to number one. Jake's going to take over and tell us what made money. Uh, well, actually, I'm going to say number 11, Avatar Way of Water, 16 weeks out. It still made almost a million dollars last week. Wow. Uh, 873 brought in by Avatar. So, uh, But doing the top ten, uh, Jesus Revolution in its sixth week out brought in just barely over $1 million. It's domestic total just shy of 51. Doing good, though. Yeah, I mean, not bad for a movie that probably no one even knows what it is. Didn't have much of a budget. Uh, And then number nine in its seventh week out, barely hanging in that top ten. Disney can't be happy. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, brought in 1.2. Its domestic total is 212. Not the kind of numbers Disney is yeah, used to. Four hundred and seventy-two million worldwide. What under, a, ha- under half a billion. What a pile of trash. Garbage, absolute garbage. And then coming in at number eight, and it's fourth week out. I didn't realize this movie's been out that long. Sixty-five, uh, one and a half million dollars brought in for. Did it. I not give it like a thirty-second review last week at the end? Going, oh yeah, that's yeah, right, I did. did watch it. Yeah, <laughs> dinosaurs is dumb. Uh, it has domestic total of three and a half, or thirty point five million. Uh, and then opening at number seven uh, from Focus, 
a thousand and one, which is playing here yeah. at Malco. Is it? Which is it's in less than a thousand theaters, but it's playing here. Uh, One point eight million brought in uh, this past week for its um, single weekend out so far. So. I don't know where it'll go, but there you go. Uh, and then in its third week, sitting under halfway uh, on the list, number six, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, 4.6 million. It's only brought in $53.5 million. Uh, Zachary Levi has been losing his mind online, and everyone has started to get really tickled about it. Uh, yeah, I've read some things that saying uh, his freakouts are better than watching the movie. Yeah, and and I I saw a thing that said that uh, the Rock and him blaming the Rock online for the uh, lack of success of Shazam uh, and everything is the Shazam and Black Adam fight that we should have had in the movies. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, keep an eye on that for Zachary Levi having a bad time, uh, and then. Number five, Creed three, in its fifth week out, brought in five million. Five, five, five. Creed three's doing it. A hundred and forty-eight point six million for Creed three. Um, I That's saw a th- knockout. Yeah, I saw a thing <laughs> earlier that uh, Michael B. Jordan was talking about the next one, the sequel about his uh, about Creed's daughter, set ten years in the future from Creed three. Um, cool, please, dude. Please don't. Um, then number four, in its fourth week out, Scream 6, $5.3 million. Its domestic intake has been just under $100 million, 98.2. Pretty good for a horror movie. Oh, yeah. We're going to get another one. And then also an opening weekend for the number three movie, His Only Son, Super Religion Time, uh, $5.5 million brought wow. in by that one. Wow. Wow. It's pretty wild to see something like that beat out big movies like Scream, Creed, Shazam, Ant-Man, Avatar. Vince on Twitch, he asked, is it just me or have there been more religious movies lately? No, it's there are a lot more, and it's kind of a weird, cheap to make, guaranteed money. Yeah, it's yeah, it's weird. Uh, but then coming in at number two in its second week out, John violence, Wick, violence yeah. always beating Christianity. <laughs> John Wick number four brought in twenty eight point three million. Its domestic is one hundred twenty three. Um, so, but its worldwide is uh, two hundred forty five. I did read that it is now the most profitable R rated movie. Uh, which surpassed Bad Boys, I think. More than Deadpool. Um, that's something. I was something reading about that. Um, that it that it was it was uh here here we go, uh not Topo widest releases. There's uh, rated R. Something about rated R, and it's like beating them. And uh, Deadpool is total gross three hundred sixty three million. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got John Wick. Chapter four, two forty five. But opening weekend was the biggest that that it is. So it's on track to beat uh, to beat Deadpool. Hmm. So it's wild. I don't well, know. Uh, and then uh, rounding out the top ten, number one in its official first week of release, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Amongst Thieves brought in thirty seven point two million dollars. Wow, it brought in nine million dollars more than uh, John Wick. So, uh, but. You know what's wild? They have its money brought in as only what it brought in this past week. Yeah, even not what a, it's made in the last two weeks with its limited uh, releases. I yeah. don't know. It's kind of strange. Um, I don't know where that where did that money go? Where'd my money go? Did Amazon? Also, nerds, 
Why was there no D20 popcorn buckets for me to get? Why did it sell out in like half an hour? I know. We didn't get to get our D20 popcorn bucket. That's sad. We wanted it. We were going to get the popcorn bucket. Add it to the the hoarding, our treasure trove, our dragon's cave yeah. of movie memorabilia here uh, that we have in the Drive and Speaker Box studio. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. Now they're probably going to be on like eBay for like $100 billion, and we're not going to do that. Um, yeah. If one of you wants to do that and send it to us, uh, we won't argue. But I was very upset when I went in. They said they were sold out. So uh, Velvet Santa says, I can check the theater here in Little Rock if you want. Yes, please. Um, I will Venmo you gladly for, for that popcorn bucket. So, uh, But Dungeon Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, doing pretty well. Did another, um, I think it did $33 million in the uh, um, global market. So it's it's still not like you know i think it had a 150 million dollar budget so pretty big budget that it's still it's got to catch up on but the reviews are good and people are saying that it's good i think as more people watch it and tell other people that it's fun you'll 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 see that one stay up there get like a resurgence in it and stuff because uh, what do we have mario mario's probably going to be number one next oh week. mario's yeah. guaranteed to be number because you, you got nostalgia and you got people taking their kids kids it's there's and not kids with their kids there's not a lot of um pg movies right now i mean shazam and people don't want to take their kids there everything else is is not a kids movie so i think yeah super mario is just going to come <laughs> dominate it's going to be mushroom and a star and a flower Plus, and a tanuki suit and it's just going to come in I, there's no way there's going to be a tanuki suit in it no i'm just saying that that's oh. the, the power that it's going to have it's going to come and hit the box office with all these power ups just tanuki suit tail it'll it'll be they'll they'll there'll be a feather or, or the, the leaf, leaf the leaf the raccoon yeah the feather got you the super cape and super yeah i'm yeah. sure it'll have all that bullshit uh, but anyway that is your box office roundup uh, Vince says on eBay the popcorn buckets range from sixty-five to two hundred dollars. They were already thirty-five bucks at the theater. I mean, come on, man. Good grief! It's just you could get a ceramic D twenty popcorn bucket for like fifty. Mm-hmm. Ugh, just memorabilia is insane. Nerd, nerds, you freaking nerds. Man, I was really hoping you went during the day, like you said you were going to, and, I, and nabbed us one because I, I got there at like six or seven. Was, Seven. I should have. I was gone. And they were like, they're all gone. The nerds next door bought them. <laughs> I was like, nerds. gum. Dude, I was straight up ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. nerds. And yeah. then you become one, which no. he did in part two. Yeah, that's why that's not a good movie. No, it's a great movie. Because mm. it has the song. The boop, 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 that's boop, in the first boop, one. Boop, boop, boop. That's in the first that's one? That's in the first What's one. What's the song in the second one where they're like in the that, that jungle town? Yeah, the second one, they're the, on that dumb island. No, it's great. That one's super good, and they get the the duck, and then they you know they ride the the, the duck into the pool, and then like boogers there and has like a gun, and uh, yeah yeah that's just, that's just, that one's badass. Hey, a lot more bikinis in that one. Yeah, well, um, the first one has sexual assault, so that's not cool. yeah not cool. nerds aren't cool. A nerd perpetrated that. Yeah, it was not cool. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to find us on our Discord if you want to participate in other chats throughout the week when we're not here live in the studio. Uh, you can do that. There is a link right there in the chat. Vince over on Twitch just threw that up. You can always like and subscribe on many of our channels. We like Twitch because it's the one that gives us money. Uh, YouTube and Facebook Live are also options. Or you can just download the audio version of this wherever it is you download podcasts. And uh, you can keep up to date. And feel free to suggest things. And send us messages on Discord. And, and have a great have a great life. Uh, Furious Apology says, cheers, guys. Have a good one. Uh, right back at you. And we will see you guys next week. 
Um, and what are we? Gonna, are we gonna? Are you gonna go see Super Mario? What are you gonna? Yeah, maybe. There. Uh, I want to see Paint. Yeah, I want to see Paint too. And I'm gonna, I have some Indian movies to watch if we still can keep some of them. So, so yeah, tune in next week for a 73 hour long uh, episode of the Drive In Speaker Box. So anyway, uh, I'm Bo the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy the Grip. And we'll see you guys next week. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.